Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super lovely, and luxurious <laughs> wife, Michelle. What? Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We we're recording this episode on Sunday, August 16th, 2020. Midway through August, we're making our way through the summer. It's been hot this week. Yeah, it's been crazy here. hot. Crazy hot. And as much as I uh, miss Disneyland, this would not be a no. fun time to be there. It no. is wicked. And of course, there's fires going on. Yeah. Well, so we're, we're, you know, we're good. We hope everybody's safe with the fires and everything. Yeah. But yeah, we're a bit spoiled on the West Coast. Obviously, in Florida, you're used to it being hot and humid for, you know, 11 and a half months out of the year. <laughs> Uh, but here in Southern California, it gets hot and dry and sometimes humid, uh, but it's been really warm and a little humid over the last couple right, of days, exactly. as a matter of fact. Nothing so. compared to anything you're facing probably for most of the country and right. definitely in Florida, but uh, it has been a little hot here. And so uh, dealing with that as best we can. But yes, uh, this is the one time when I'm not missing the Disneyland. That's <laughs> right. It's not open <laughs> at this point. So uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you'll find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there you will want to sign up for the newsletter you and will... there's something today in my tip that's going to be in Ooh, the newsletter no no i have more work to do apparently <laughs> that i didn't know about but uh, that's great i'm happy to add more stuff into the newsletter yes please sign up for the newsletter we put out a lot of information just to kind of have you be in the hyperion adventures know in the newsletter including some stuff i'm going to bring up in just a moment today and we also uh last week remember we recorded our top five quick disney quick service restaurants Correct. a day early because Michelle had to work on Sunday. Um, we had a late <laughs> email come in from the newsletter that unfortunately we didn't get to we didn't get I to know. because of the fact that we were recording a day early. But I wanted to make sure and get to it here because I said, you know, if you wanted right. to send us stuff on our list anytime afterwards, we will be happy to add it to a future episode. And Nate and Serena, the DVC duo, wow. who are such wonderful awesome friends people. of ours. They are great people. They have a great blog. Check out dvcduo.com. Yes. Check out their blog. They wanted to chime in with their favorite quick service restaurant. Oh, cool. So, uh, they said, hi, Tom and Michelle. We hope you're both doing well. With so many great options around all the Disney parks, we decided to focus on Walt Disney World. So okay. they didn't put these in a specific order. They just listed them. Uh, Satouli, or did they? Well, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't put a number next to it, so we'll just go with it anyway. Uh, Satouli Canteen. Mm -hmm. I think I said Canteen so many times last week. I know it's Canteen. <laughs> Satouli Canteen from Pandora. Uh, Ronto Roasters at Star Wars Galaxy's right. Edge. The Tangerine Cafe in Morocco in Epcot, oh, which true. is closed right now. There's a little concern that the Tangerine Cafe might not come back. So mm -hmm. keeping our fingers crossed for that one to come it back. it is a great one. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain Cook's at the uh, Polynesian, Disney's Polynesian oh, Resort yeah. and Spa. And the Mara at the Animal Kingo Kingdom Lodge uh, at the Jambo House. Nice. So, great great list. Thanks, Nate and Serena, for yes. chiming in. Uh, we really appreciate it. So speaking of that, we love hearing from you. This is a very interactive show. 
know it, you can just see or just heard or whatever the case may be, depending on <laughs> where you're finding this podcast. Uh, you can always hit us up on social media. We're very active on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We are on YouTube. That's me mentioning you might be seeing this. Uh, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us on YouTube, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and we'll come up there and then you just hit subscribe and anytime we have a new video being released uh, you will know about it and you can watch it at your leisure okay. and if you ever want to email us just like Nate and Serena did you can always hit us up at our Gmail account Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com right we love hearing from people we love hearing your responses to the show some great feedback that we've gotten we really appreciate that so thank you everybody yes thank you everybody thank you for listening thank you for yes. contributing uh, thank you for just being a part of our Hyperion Adventures world we really appreciate you so very much uh, we have, uh, you know, going on to a couple other notes, and we mentioned this last week, so I'm, but I'm going to mention it again. We have joined the Parks and Monorail's most magical virtual run team with others from the Disney community, including Nate and Serena, right. who we just talked about. Uh, together, we have accepted the challenge of Broadway Cares, the Broadway Cares Virtual 5K, and we're raising money to make a difference for men, women, and children across the country who are affected by COVID-19, HIV, and AIDS, and other life-threatening illnesses. Mm -hmm. Now... I had put out there on social media this week. We are, it's, yes, we're trying to hit this goal with this team right. of getting to $1,000 between the 10 teams that are within this, right. the 10 podcast uh, vloggers, bloggers that are, are within this community here mm -hmm. in this team. Um, and so we're all trying to reach this goal. I think uh, originally we, we only had eight, so it was 125 per team. Right. Uh, then we got to 10. So now it's a hundred dollars per team. Well, we had set that goal a little bit higher than that. We had set our goal at $250 cause we thought we could do better than that. Right. Um, we were right. And, uh, thanks to some very extremely generous yes. friends, family, listeners, we have already met that goal. As a matter of fact, we were up to $280. Yeah. And thank you to Patricia. Thank you to Heidi and Mike. Thank you to Larry and Marty for contributing. Right. Um, and I put out on social media that I was going to do something that kind of alluded to. I put the picture of us in the pirate costumes right. up. I know. I was like, I'm in that picture too. What I you? said one of us, <laughs> okay. not both of us. Uh, it's just going to be me. Um, and I said when we reach our goal, and I was going to announce it this weekend to try and inspire people to help us reach our goal. Well, we already reached that goal, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. I am going to take the, on that challenge. So at some point coming up here in the next few weeks, I am going to dress up in that pirate costume. Which is so good. Do a little dance, lip sync to a song that I'm, I'm going to let the listeners choose out there. You get to pick, uh, nominate songs. We'll put it out as a poll of which song I should lip sync. And then we will put that video up on YouTube, on all the social media yeah. and everything. So that'll be done because we've already met our goal. Now, because we've already met our goal, we don't think that's, we think we can do better than that. That's right. We are going to set an even higher goal. I'm going to double it. I'm making it 500. Wow. Yeah. So if we reach 500 no, donations, I am going to, I also, I have a couple other costumes. And so maybe I might even <laughs> add another one in if we seem to get closer in. But I'm going to put on a kilt 
and dance a little Scottish jig oh, and wow. lip sync to another song as well <laughs> if we reach that 500. So that's the next goal that we want to reach. Uh, please donate to us. If you donate at least $10 to us, we have some of our old school Hyperion Adventures podcast logo magnets, nice. refrigerator magnets. We will send one of those off to you. And while of course, supplies last. while supplies last. And of course, we'll, we'll get this all out to you. But most, more importantly, you want to see me in, my, in a kilt I know doing I do. a little Scottish jig. <laughs> <laughs> which will be terrible, but it should be hilarious. So uh, please help us out if you get the chance. But we will be getting that pirate uh, video out. And I will be asking for nominations for songs this week. And as well as, um, you know, eventually putting out a poll, picking between maybe the four songs that I think are the best. And, right. and we'll figure it out. Or the four songs that get nominated the most. So uh, also this week um, was out in the newsletter and we posted it on social media and uh, announced on the uh, podcast last week. Uh, it was our first new category that we're adding to the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame, the second annual yes. Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. And what our category was for this week was best Disney villains. Now, that was across all Disney properties. It could be live action. It could be animated. It didn't matter if they were original Disney properties, if they were um Disney properties that were brought in later, whatever the case may be. Right. And we put it out there for people to nominate. But first, before I get to what the actual nominations were, we wanted to get to our five that we added to this list. So Michelle, let's get to your list first. All right. So um, I tried to pick ones that I thought obviously were intriguing uh, and tried to really get a broad base from across all the different uh universes of the Disney company. So, um, and again, no particular, I guess the order is here is not my, you know, which ones are my favorites, but well, more the order they came out. Right. Well, I'm going to say this, we're, we're kind of just listing these right now. We are eventually going to do a top five favorite Disney villains episode. So we'll probably put these in more in order. And some of these I've just kind of thrown in, at least for my list. I don't uh -huh. know if your list too, because I want them to get nominated. It doesn't necessarily mean that they will be, I mean, our top five lists shift all the time anyways. Right. Day to day. By the time we actually get to this episode, I may have a completely different top five <laughs> list, but we wanted to get to them anyway. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michelle. All right. So uh, again, in order that they appeared, uh, the Disney's first full-length film, uh, -huh. uh the evil queen from snow white and from seven snow dwarfs white and the seven dwarfs darth vader ah, very star nice. wars uh, -huh. uh ursula from little mermaid yes, yes. hopper oh, from a bug's life from a bug's life. very underrated film i know mm -hmm. i know and then thanos ah. thanos like i don't know thanos thanos, thanos. Thanos uh, from the Marvel Yes, <laughs> potato tomato. Hot fitties and firm. From the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course. Uh, yeah. Like that list, very good. Yeah, thank you. What about yours? My list. I'm going to start with Hades from Hercules. Oh yeah, uh, one, one of my favorites. Captain Hook. I love Captain Hook. I mean, yeah. he's just, he almost made mine. He's such a good bad guy, but he's silly and hilarious at right. the same time uh, from Peter Pan. Mother Gothel from mm -hmm. I love Mother Gothel. I think she's devious and nasty right. and I, I love Mother I predicted that Gothel. was going to be one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scar from The Lion King right. is on my list. And yes, I am a Star Wars fan. Darth Vader needs to be right. on my list. So Good list. Yeah, thank you very much. So let's get to it. So uh, as we said, we put this out on social media, on, through the newsletter, out on the podcast to get nominees 
for this next, for our final ballot, which is coming up in November, December time mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and you had to be like nominated and at least seconded to make the list. Okay. So you had to have at least two people voting for you at some point on there. So here are the nominees that will be on that final ballot. Hades from Hercules made it. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Dr. Facilier <laughs> from The Princess and oh, the Frog, yes. another great villain. All these are great villains. Yes. I love, I mean, Dilly villains are so good. Right. Uh, Jafar from Aladdin right. made it. Ursula, yes, from mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid made it. Captain Hook, of course, made it from Peter right. Pan. Mother Gothel from Tangled. Scar from The Lion King. Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. I'm not right. surprised. You right. know, Maleficent you know, is very popular. Uh, Cruella DeVille, who, by the way, if you ever run into Cruella DeVille at the parks, it, it, she hilarious. is a hoot. Yes. She's so fun. <laughs> uh, she's, of course, from 101 Dalmatians. Another one that's a great one if you ever run into the park, Gaston right. from Beauty and the Beast. Great one. Uh, this was an interesting one. Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove made wow. it. Yeah. So that's wow. a, a kind of an underdog there right. to make it onto the list. Uh, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Nice, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Evil Queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs right. made it. Uh, Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. I actually thought that he would be on your list. I was oh, a little surprised yeah, he didn't yeah. make it. Uh, yes, Thanos from the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. did make it, and so did Darth Vader from the uh, Star Wars yeah. film franchise. So those will be the nominees that will be on your final ballot when we get to that coming up in November and December, and we'll have a new category for you this week. It'll first be released on Tuesday when the newsletter comes out, so if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll know what that is to begin with, and then later on in the week, we'll have it out in social media. We'll announce it again on the next week's podcast, and the voting will go all the way through this week and the next and then uh, two weeks from now when we get to that show mm-hmm. is when we will announce the nominees for that category. Cool. So that's enough uh, housekeeping to yes, get before we get to lot. our main topic of the week. But I just want to tell you we have lots of stuff for you this week, including a couple of new shows are heading to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. One exploring the wildlife of Disney parks. That's coming to Disney Plus. And also another that is revisiting an infamous TV special. Yeah. Exciting stuff. But let's get to our main topic of the week. Yes, this week's main topic, we decided, you know, we've explored a lot of, yeah, actually last week, you know, quick service restaurants, right. we were going more casual and everything, and we've been daydreaming for a long time about <laughs> Disney trips. I mean, right. it's been a while since we've been able to get anywhere Disney, and so, you know, we're just wishing and hoping and maybe someday we'll get to go back eventually <laughs> uh, and while we were dreaming about it we're like well let's go all out with our right. dreaming and what if money was no our, uh, was no problem when we can go out so we right. decided to explore Disney's luxury side what would be a Disney experience 
if you just wanted to go crazy and, you know, either money wasn't an, a problem for you and you could just go out and live it up. Or if you just decide, hey, you know, this is going to be the splurge right. trip. So uh, we're going to break this down in a few different ways. I think we're going to uh, start with Michelle doing looking at the resorts mm-hmm. uh, throughout Disney. I'm going to break down a couple of the really high end uh, dining options. Right. Uh, we're going to have another one where we're going to really break down luxury dining just as a, like a five favorite. Right. But I'm going to hit some of the really high end stuff. And then eventually we're going to get to more Disney experiences right. as well. And then we also have some uh, people who chimed in through the social media mm-hmm. or uh, on through email or whatever that also gave us what they were their dream yeah. Disney vacation would be like. So let's start with Michelle and get to uh, the resorts part of Disney luxury. And I noticed you have a PowerPoint presentation there. <laughs> which is great. I love it so much. This time I felt like PowerPoint was going to be the, the easiest because it had some visual prompts for me to talk about. All the more reason, by the way, to watch the YouTube video of this because the PowerPoint presentation she has will probably go up for our slides throughout the episode. So just so you know. And and I I figured we're talking luxury, so I pulled out the pearls. I see you looking lovely as yeah, always. Yeah, I was going to do Even some other bling. So, oh, bling yeah. you're sweet. I was going to pull out more bling, but I thought let's not go over the top. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to bring out the tiara. I know. I was trying to figure out how could I wear something, you know, on my head, but in bracelets and rings and stuff. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. So, um, going to talk about the luxury resorts first, as you mentioned, and uh, Disney calls them their deluxe mm-hmm. resorts. And so, there's uh, some that are just resorts, and some that are vacation club villas and everything. So, and I think people really know what they are, and they generally categorize them by areas. So, you have your Magic Kingdom resorts, Epcot area, uh, Animal Kingdom resorts. Those are the ones that are, um, you know, considered the deluxe. And then for the vacation club villas and suites, those are also considered the deluxe ones. So um, anyways, that's the categories we're going to talk about. But in those categories, because we could talk about luxury Disney forever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I, I, it was really hard to curtail how much detail to go into because there's also the whole side of um Disney luxury that is, you know, private dining experiences at parks and things like that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that could be a whole episode on its own. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because people think of Disney and you think of, oh, you maybe you think of, you know, cheesy hotels with that are themed after the mouse and the other characters and, or, you know, going out and getting a burger and fries and, you know, going to the parks and riding till you puke, you know, and and yes, they they certainly could do that. But uh, there are so many, if you really want to dive into it and really go a higher end, you can with Disney for sure. Exactly. So figured really focus right now on the most luxurious resort room types that they have Mm -hmm. and there's really like four categories so they have bungalows cabins um tree houses and three bedroom villas Mm -hmm. those are their top of the line pretty much uh type of resort rooms so starting with the two bedroom um bungalow and first i want to mention that all of these have full-on kitchens a washer and dryer etc within the the units so starting with the two bedroom bungalows which are at the disney polynesian villas so um they're that they're pretty neat. If you ever see, if you've ever seen them or seen pictures of them, they're they're on stilts over the water. Yeah, so you that's can't miss really them when cool. you're you know, anywhere when you're uh, out by Seven Seas Lagoon. You right, can, you can you can really see them standing out there. Right, yeah. so they're right there in the front in the water. There, um, they they do have um, 
a large private deck and with lounge chairs, a, a large table out there, and um, they even have some hanging chairs, which is kind of fun to Ooh. be outside and just kind of in a, like a swingy type. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also have, uh, they call it a, a small plunge pool. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like of a larger size um I guess I'd say hot tub, but it's not a hot tub. It's a little pool. Okay. That you More can of go a cold in. tub, essentially. Right. <laughs> Mr. Parents Without Children. <laughs> Thank you very much. I got a lot of love on social media this week. Parents Without Children, yes. <laughs> so you the, mean adults. I know. So the bungalows, um, they sleep eight, and their decor is kind of like a 50s theme, which is kind of surprising to me. They do have some touches that look Polynesian within there but it is surprising how much it's more towards a 50s style is it kind of like a 50s like because tiki bars really took off in like the 50s is it kind of like a tiki bar look or no it's like kind of like just 50s primetime cafe really but but with the colors are more muted the colors are more like what you would think of okay uh, of a polynesian interesting um but they do have spectacular views of the fireworks at night you know i'll bet in fact that when they built those, they covered some of the views for some of the other villas oh, back there. Oh. But <laughs> and they they take up pretty much the most amount of points if you're mm-hmm. going on the Disney Vacation Club plan. They're pretty, pretty high up there in points. So um, the next is the two-bedroom cabins, and those are the ones that are at Copper Creek. Now, you were mentioning to me that you had never really explored the cop- the Copper Creek right. cabins before, but when you were looking at them, suddenly you're like, whoa. Yes. Uh, this is going to be on our bucket list of places to stay, Definitely. right? Definitely. This is uh, this place. Um, you know, I think because Copper Creek, I was just thinking, not that it was bad, but that it was just going to be a lot like Wilderness Lodge. Um, which we love. Which we love. You know, but I never really thought about, you know, these cabins that they have on the water. And again, if you're ever on any of the boats, you can see them from the waterway there. But their decor is just stunning, just amazing. And that they have these areas with um, huge floor to ceiling windows that when you're in a sitting room, I mean, it. It's just very, very spectacular, um, but it, keeping with the theme of Wilderness Lodge, so that, you know, kind of pioneer um, national parks theming, you know. Um, they have, uh, they're also two bathrooms. They have a, a private porch, which is real nice. Um, they even have a fireplace. I think it's, I'm guessing it's like the one at Wilderness Lodge that doesn't really, not that large, but that doesn't really throw out heat. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it does, but. Um, turn the AC, uh, crank it all the way down and then right. light up the fireplace <laughs> in the true. middle of August. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, they do have a covered deck and they have a hot tub outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also sleeps eight. Um, and as I mentioned, it's really very elegant, rustic decor. Um but the sitting area, as I mentioned, really has, uh, and if you see these pictures, stunning, just wide open space, windows, et cetera. So um, it, it really looks like it has spectacular views of the lake from the inside nice. as well. So, yeah, this one just, um, it's 
like I said, I had never really explored it. I thought, oh, a cabin, you know, we, we've enjoyed cabins. We do the, the ones that are at uh, Fort Wilderness. Yeah, which we enjoy very which much. Which we enjoy. Yeah. But this is uh, obviously a much more elegant level. Yeah, I know you were saying like, you know, maybe we need to, uh, you know, think about changing a, uh, a trip coming up right. and <laughs> figure out a way to do this with some people. So, right, exactly. Uh, we may work on that at some point. Yeah, yeah. So it has it has a lot of space uh, if if you know, you had a family, uh, it, even though it says sleeps eight, you know, that's, you know, talking about kids and fold out couches right. and things like that. But it does have a lot of space in there and their deck outside, you know, it's really, exp you know, really looks beautiful as well. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. We'll have to look into that for sure. Right. So, uh, and then the next one we mentioned, we we're going to talk about are the tree houses and those are in Saratoga Springs. Uh, those are three bedrooms, mm -hmm. uh, but also just two baths. Um, they're neat too, because they're like 10 feet off the ground as well. You know, I mean, who doesn't want to be in a tree house? It's just kind of cool. I was like, you were a kid. Didn't you want to be in a tree house? Right. Yeah. Um, they're octagon shaped, you know, and so what it does provide is that the rooms have really great windows. And I, I guess maybe that's my thing, having, you know, natural light great come views, in a room, yeah. but great views of like woodsy views and things like that um, to be able to look out at even in the bedrooms, mm -hmm. et cetera. So, um, I, I, you know, they also have a very large deck and table and chairs. And, and so it's a really, to me, it's more of a Zen kind of a place to go to. Um, the rooms, because of, I think the shape m may feel a little smaller, but it's still pretty spacious. Nice. Yeah. And then the last category are the three bread bedroom grand villas. Mm. You know, those are the vacation clubs. That's another dream. I, I know I know you've been dreaming about mm. one in particular for a long exactly, time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, all they're all a little different. They all have some similarities. The one similarity is they all sleep 12. <laughs> Wow. Um, but again, that's, you know, not a, that's also using fold out couches and, you know, drop down beds, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but still very, very, you know, um, suitable for large mm -hmm. groups. So, um, and they're located at Copper Creek, Old Key West, Animal Kingdom, Boardwalk, Bay Lake Tower, and Grand Californian here in Disneyland. Disneyland. Right. right. Yes. So let's go through those. Okay. So, um, because they all, like I mentioned, they all have some differences. So Copper Creek, all the bedrooms have their own balconies mm -hmm. and it, it, you know, in the floor plan, it's interesting because it kind of is almost like the end of a building. So you have some of the balconies facing one direction and then some, you know, one bedroom facing another okay. direction, you know, um, the living room area has, um, uh, excuse me, the living room has a long balcony as well. Oh, okay. So, so just even, the bedrooms. even another balcony that you get right. kind of more of a community. You have your individual for different bedrooms and then exactly. you have a, more of a community balcony space. Correct. Um, and it has one of the larger dining room table areas that seats 12. Oh, so, wow. Um, it's, yeah, it's really spacious. It's got a lot of nice couch area there. So again, if you have a large group, um, whether you're just staying there or entertaining there or whatever, you, it, it does seem a little bit more comfortable in what it provides in the sense of sitting area for people who are, you know, in the, in the living area, because that's not the case at all of them. Ah, okay. 
Um, Old Key West, uh, it's a split level okay. of how they do it. So they have some of the bedrooms upstairs, and there's several others that are like that. Um, what's nice about this one is it has four bathrooms Ooh. in it as well. Um, so it has a lot of uh, windows and balcony is larger, you know, for, for sitting, etc. cetera. Um, the dining room table, surprisingly, is a little bit less. seats eight. So sorry, four of you. Yeah, you, you don't get to eat at the table. <laughs> I know. Which might actually be a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, and if you think like some kids might want to sit outside on, sure. you know, or whatever, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. The, the kids' table. The kids' table. Some um, adults may want to sit at the kids' table. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the next one is the Animal Kingdom um, Villa, the Kadani Village one, because they're actually the two different Animal Kingdom uh, resorts have very different layouts for okay. their three bedrooms. So at the Kadani Village, it's a, it's a, two level and so what they do with those is like the living room area is open on both levels so you have then mm. two stories of windows okay which is really kind of cool um so here also the it has some community and some bedroom um balconies as well so that if you're wanting to see the animals you know, you can do that. Of course. I mean, really, if you're going to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, aren't you going to want to see the animals? Right. That's pretty much what it's about. Exactly. Now, this is one where I mentioned that the seating area is not as as well provided for as Copper Creek. So it has seating areas on both levels because that open space in the living area expands upstairs. Mm. So there's a little couch up there as well. So, you know, if you have groups that might want to sit in different areas or you know not all be clustered into the same dining room living room area it does give you that opportunity mm -hmm. as well and the other bedrooms are upstairs okay okay cool so um but at the animal kingdom jumbo house it is not split level it's a single level and it seems like it's on the top floors of mm. those units um and what's really unique of this one is the balcony it's like a semicircle mm. so you can actually fit a larger round table you could more people could fit out there if, if people are watching it and so it goes there's like three semicircles the length of your whole unit so you have like um if, if you want to think of like two bedroom areas uh, on the sides and then the middle area is the living i mean is the the community area right so, um, and the other interesting thing about the layout that is on the Disney website is it appears to have a pool table. Really? Yeah. And, and I did some research. Um, it seems like that's what people say are, is there, but I, there wasn't anything on the Disney website itself that designated that pool table. So I don't know if all the units have it. Some units have it. Your what? results may vary. Yes. <laughs> So, um, but anyways, you know, I, I think with their balconies, that's what makes them really stunning and unique is that they are much larger. Um, and so you can fit more people out there, more chairs out there. Yeah. It looks like from the picture you have mm -hmm. there, it looks like yeah, easier to dine out on outside right, right. And, you know, sit out and watch the animals and have a meal at breakfast exactly. or have dinner or whatever the case may be. So, um, but anyway, so that's Animal Kingdom Jamba House. Uh, the next one that has three bedrooms is the Boardwalk Resort, the Boardwalk Villas. Um, again, this one also, which is nice, has four bathrooms. And it's also um, has the longest balconies. 
So it goes the entire length. Similar <laughs> of what I was, one long balcony. Right, right. right. So, um, and you can access that balcony from various rooms. So mm. it's kind of nice that, you, you know, it provides that. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a really great large living area, kind of like really large in the middle um, with dining room table and the other area with the kitchen. Um, and then also a lot of nice couches. Mm. So Cool. Yeah. And then there's Bay Lake Tower. Which is the one that you dream so much yes. about. Yes. Bay Lake Tower is the ones, they're the ones when you're looking at that resort and you see these grand windows. Yeah, if you look at the top of it and right. just this tall area of, yes, big glass windows. Right. And what makes it really nice, this is a split level, so there's those grand um, windows goes two stories you know and again that you have that middle area that is your your sitting area that you can be looking at it from both levels so um all three bedrooms do have balconies um it you know and if you've ever obviously seen that resort it's kind of like a, a curved shape so right. you, you you know you have that feature in it to have that that um areas that some areas may be seem a little narrower than others but it, it all works really nice they have a, a large area for dining and um you know their again their couch space or sitting space and in, in that regards is on you know kind of if you look at all the both units the top mm -hmm. and the the first floor and the second floor then you you do have a lot of couch space but it's it's separated so mm. okay you know and the, and again it, the bedrooms are upstairs or two of the bedrooms are upstairs, I should say. Okay. And then here on the West Coast, the right. Grand Californian. Mm. And so uh, it it also has four bathrooms. And I, I'm not trying to be obsessed about bathrooms, but it's nice if you are having a party that people aren't necessarily always having to well, use the restroom that is for the bedroom. Also, if you're going to have 12 people in the room, you know, up to 12 people, I mean, it's, you don't want to be fighting for two bathrooms true. if you can help it. And, uh, and one of the things, you know, we should bring up about this is that, yes, these are ridiculously priced either for dollars or for points right. for some of these. But if you're coming with two or three families and, and you're, you're splitting, splitting it, it with mm -hmm. your points or money or whatever the case may be, then yes, it's still expensive, but it becomes a little more reasonable and you can live in luxury and you still have these great spaces True. kind of did one to be together but also to separate yourselves you know especially with some of these private balconies right. and your own bathrooms and whatever the case may be so um you know it's one of the benefits of uh, if you wanted to just go all out right you know invite your friends and, right. and decide that you're all going to splurge on it exactly so Good point. Good point. Um, so uh, this one has kind of like that rustic charm also, and it has a lot of ample space for dining, for for sitting. Um, again, the bedrooms all have their own balcony. It's split level. Um, and it does have a pool table and it mentions it on the Disney website. Ah, okay. So if you're interested in that. It's kind of like a game. There to have think a of like billiards. a game room. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's it just seems like a fun, nice little feature. And again, right. if you have like a, a family, that could be a, a fun activity that some people are doing. And as other people, you know, may just be sitting and enjoying the sights of, from the balcony. Yeah. So. 
I mean, if you really, if you're going to have one of these rooms, you're it, it's there's no point in getting one of these giant rooms that, that, that's so much about it. If right. you're going to just be at the park from rope drop to fireworks, right. you want to take advantage. This is going to be more of like something that you, yeah, you go to the parks. Of course you do. Right. But maybe you spend a little more time around the resort, a little more time in the room. If you're going to spend that much, if you're going to use that many Disney Vacation right. Club points, whatever the case may be, to get one of these, you should enjoy it to its fullest. True. And, you know, another, and unlike, obviously, the more routine rooms is that you have space to move around. You're not feeling like you're dodging people sometimes or if you, you know, have a meal, whether you're bringing something in, having in-room dining or whatever, you're not feeling like, hey, you know, one or multiple of us has to sit on a bed to eat. You know, you have. (laughs) We've all run into that, haven't we? Right, exactly. And, you know, even though it does, it's a fully stocked kitchen and dishwasher and everything. And, you know, you may not want to be using it to cook meals or you may, but um, at least you have some of the conveniences. Like if, you know, we've talked about in the past, you want to have breakfast and, Mm -hmm. you know, have space for people to be eating breakfast while everybody's getting ready and showered and dressed, etc. washer and dryer. Yes. Um, which you don't think like, oh, I don't want to do laundry while I'm on vacation. Right. But, you know, you get into some of these hot weeks. One, you don't have to pack as much. In a right. day where, you know, the many more bags you bring, a lot of times you're being charged for that by the right. airlines. But then also, I mean, it's hot. Your clothes are getting sweaty. You may be going, you may be changing clothes two, three times a day, exactly. possibly. Um, being Having the ability to wash clothes occasionally, believe me, is from people who've, our Disney Vacation Club right. members and have had those rooms with the washers and dryer several times. It's like it's it's a godsend. It's right. so nice to be able to yes. wash clothes occasionally. So, do you have a favorite of one of these uh, luxury? Well, I haven't looked into them as, of- as much as you have, but I, I agree with you about the Bay Lake Tower. Those always look spectacular. Right. With the giant, I mean, we love the view. I mean, we we normally don't do a, a theme park view when we do Bay Lake right. Towers. We do a a, a water view, with the, view. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, for Bay Lake, um, and we love that. We've we sat on our balcony for hours and right. just watched the, what goes on out there, uh, the electrical water pageant, you know, right. watching the pirates go out for the fireworks and stuff, you know, the, the, that sure. little thing, and just we, we, we see we, the monorail. Yeah, see the monorail. We've seen some interesting things like a. A ducks going after a turtle or was it a turtle <laughs> going after ducks it was the weirdest thing but it was hilarious but we've just had the best time just sitting out there having a cocktail mm-hmm. and watching you know and the views that you or see coffee from those, in the morning yeah uh, the views that you see from those uh, those look spectacular but uh, I, I i have to study more on the copper creep cabins because right. those look uh, pretty cool too yeah yeah, yeah. so um, anyways, uh, like I said, those are their, you know, most luxurious type of rooms that they have. And uh, obviously, like you mentioned, you could, you know, group up with multiple families and really be able to have, you know, that splurge, you know, type of experience. Right. You yeah. Know? And just the comfort, you know, when you're in the park, you're getting worn out and you come back to the resort and it's a lot more calmer to area to relax at you know just adds to your you know your adventure but also to the fun of your resort yep all right so anything any questions or anything no i think it's uh it's brilliant and uh i'm so many of those places I want to stay. Even the treehouse sounds really cool. Right, I mean, right. Just, it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, like I said, as a kid, you know, you always wanted to be have this awesome treehouse, and that looks like a pretty awesome treehouse. Right, house, right. You know? I think the only thing with the treehouse that um, 
we experience with the cabins is there sometimes you can go and it's very lush, mm-hmm. you know, and then other times, and obviously there's reasons that they would have to, you know, clear the area and, and things. So I don't know how it would feel if it wasn't as lush. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially spending all that money or all those points or whatever. Right, the case may right. Be, you know? Yeah. But um, anyways, that's just one thought. Right. Interesting. Interesting stuff. So great list, Michelle. Thank you. Look at the resort stays on the high end uh, for <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm going to take a quick look at some of the very the, the very luxurious dining options. And I mean, extremely luxurious right. dining options. We're going to get into, as I mentioned before, eventually an episode looking more at the signature and uh, more of the luxurious dining mm-hmm. experiences, maybe be five favorite lists of both of those things. Right. But I'm going to go extremely high end with this one so far. And so, and I, you know, I'll start over at, over here on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and we'll move west to east. And uh, I started the Disneyland Resort, and we're, I mean, we're going to start right with Club Thirty Three, right? Uh, which you, if you the don't original. know what Club Thirty Three is, well, you need to be a member or know a member to even get in there to, right. to dine. Um, if you go to Disneyland and you want to see if it's kind of up above uh, the. Um, the, the Pirates, well, not Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, partially by Pirates right. of the Caribbean, uh, but more over... At New Orleans Square. New Orleans, thank you. I was trying to, I'm like, French Market, which is by there, right. but no. Uh, New Orleans Square area. If you look up there in the evenings, a lot of times you'll see uh, some lights up in the buildings up above and everything. That's right. Club 33 that's going out there. They've recently expanded it not long ago, and it's, it's larger than it ever used to be. But uh, to be a member of Club 33 as an individual, uh, it starts off by... I, and it, 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 they, they vary in what you read online, right. so we don't know what is actually accurate. You can go and ask for yourself, I guess. Right. Uh, Twenty-five thousand dollars just to start, right. and then it's another ten to fifteen thousand dollars per year dues right. that you have to pay on top of that. Now you get a lot of perks on top of that, including you know uh, individual passes to get into the parks, a VIP tour, right. uh, some other stuff like that. But the big thing, of course, is getting to go up to. Club right. 33 and dine at their exclusive restaurant and in their lounge there. It's right. the only place outside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at August Cantina in right. Disneyland where you can actually get alcohol, right. by the way. Um, but they have a really nice restaurant up there, high-end cuisine, great food, um, really wonderful chefs manning right. it. And that is like the place to go to. And at some point in Disneyland, we'd like to be invited. If anybody's <laughs> out there would like to invite us, uh, we would be happy to hit up that restaurant right. with you because um, we would love to experience Club 33 at Disneyland, yes. the OG. Right, that is the OG, Club 33. In yeah. fact, uh, at Disney World, it was only much more recent. Right, very recent, matter of mm-hmm. fact. But there is Club 33 at Walt Disney World as well. They are separate entities. You have to, if you want to be a member of one, that doesn't necessarily make you a right. member of the other. Now, you may have some influence knowing some, you know, that you are a member, like you can invite somebody that's a Club 33 member at Disneyland into Walt Disney World right. and vice versa. So you may be able to get into some of those clubs, but they are completely separate units. So just because you're a member of Club 33 at Disneyland does not mean you're a member of Club 33 right. at Walt Disney World Correct. Resort. So uh, another really high end place is um, we, we'll, we'll just talk about, uh, we're going to talk more about Victorian Alberts, mm-hmm. but uh, Victorian Alberts, their chef's table right. is like probably the most high end area that you can possibly get to in there. And it's, it's a, a seven to 10 course pricks fix menu 
which is $250 per guest to get right. into, you know, and that, if you want to add wine pairings to that, depending on the wine pairings you mm-hmm. want to add, it makes it, bumps it up to 355 to $400 per guest. And that doesn't include tax or gratuity. Right. So you have to throw that on top of it, but you're sitting there right in the, di- uh, in the uh, kitchen with the chef. He's coming and he's making you your, you know, he, it's basically, he's just making you what he wants to make you. Of course, he'll ask right. you if you have any allergies, if there's things you like or right. don't like. If like if you just don't like seafood, they'll probably take seafood off the menu right. or whatever. But uh, just incredible dining experience that is extremely high-end and tough to get into. Right. Uh, they also have one, by the way, at um, the Napa Rose at Disneyland. Uh, they have a chef's... Uh, counter is what they call it and really it's a, it's a little different um, it's not as quite as expensive as the chef's mm-hmm. table at uh, Victorian Alberts per se uh, and you can actually order off the main menu there however it's very exclusive in that there's only 12 spots per day that they give out so you have to get there at the right time to get into this um, area to check it out. So right. it's really tough to get right. into. It, most people never have the chance. They go in there, they try, they ask, right. but it's gone all the time. Right. So uh, really interesting. Now, if we're going to talk about high-end Disney dining, uh, we have to go back to Disneyland and talk about 21 Royal, mm-hmm. which if you don't know what 21 Royal is, uh, if you know the old Dream Suite, which is right above Pirates of the Caribbean right. attraction there, where you used to be able to spend the night, you may still be able to spend the night there. I don't know. They have the, still the beds and everything there in place as if it, it's the Dream Suite right. still laid out as the Dream Suite. However, uh, what they do now is they have an evening dining experience that costs $15,000 <laughs> for up to 12 guests. So essentially uh, $1,250 per guest right. and by the way if anybody is out there willing to invite us we're willing to put up 250 a piece if you guys can cover the other thousand dollars per each of us so two thousand dollars we're in okay we're in for this uh so just let us know if you have any interest in that uh so what this is is it's it's a fully immersive experience at this place, and I'm going to go through a little bit of this. I got some of this from uh, some people. Actually, it was at the Disney Food Blog who had experienced oh, okay. this. So I'll read a little bit off of what the website says, and then go a little bit of what their night experience was, so you okay. can kind of have an idea. Now these are at fifteen thousand dollars, as you might expect. Right. Uh, they definitely do sculpt it to what you prefer. Sure. It's not like you're paying fifteen thousand dollars for uh, the same menu that the, the people that did that right. for you are going. Exactly. So here, uh, kind of off their website, is what they, excri- they describe the evening is going to be. So, so they say, on the evening of your 21 Royal experience, your guests will arrive at the majestic Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa, where they will be greeted by the hotel's valets. Valets. We've been watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> Valets. Uh, once your entire party is assembled, they will be given a VIP escort to the site of the evening's festivities. First, signature cocktails are served by professional butlers. Again, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Do they have footmen uh, in the salon. And then everyone is invited out to the patio for a casual reception. You and your guests will also have time uh, to explore the different rooms and discover some of the more magical features. So you get to kind of peruse through the dream, dream suite, suite and nice. take a look at it, you know, while you're having cocktails and enjoying the evening right. and also sitting out there on the balcony, which overlooks uh, the rivers of America and, um, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and New Orleans Square and all that area. Yeah. Well, Fantasmic comes later. 
Uh, then it's time for dinner. You and your guests take your seats around a lavish table covered in white linens, fresh flowers, and set with gold-plated dinnerware and fine crystal. This is when... It's just like an evening here at home. Yes, it's just what we do at home. <laughs> only completely opposite. Uh, this is when the evening's adventure really begins as a fascinating tale unfolds told through fine food and drink making for a unique and truly magical fine dining experience. Then in true Disney fashion, you can end your evening with a grand finale, dessert on the private balcony where you and your guests are treated to the, a spectacular view of the rivers of America and on certain nights, prime viewing of the park's nighttime entertainment, which yes, of course, will be fantastic, which if you've been to Disneyland, you know, takes place right there on the rivers mm-hmm. of America, right in front of that space. Right. You'll have the best view possible for that. And then of course, that's followed usually by some sort of fireworks spectacular, right. which you'll have a great view of sure. as well. And a lot of times they also... Also, you know, they they do a lot of the projections on the castle, right. on uh, It's a Small World, up and down Main Street. Well, they also do those projections on the water spray that they use for Fantasmic right. as well, so you can watch it there as well, so you don't miss out on any of the projections. So uh, here is what uh, Disney Food Blog went, when they had their chance okay. to do this. So thank you to Disney Food Blog. I'm stealing this from you. I hope you don't mind, but we're giving you uh, publicity for it. Uh, here is their exam- example menu that they went through now okay. they said that they were going to do again these are all sculpted to what your desires are for fifteen thousand dollars you get to kind of pick what kind of food you want nice. to have they wanted That's to go good. <laughs> for more of a comfort food menu so just oh. know that going in this isn't necessarily what it would be like for you if you decide to invite us and, and pay for us <laughs> and do the fifteen thousand. but this is what they had so they started off here's how the courses went they every every course has a name to it a title to every course oh, okay uh, the first course was the Reserved and Elegant Beginning, which was uh, Golden Ostera Caviar, Potato Pillow, and Creme Fraiche Sabayon, mm-hmm. which I know Michelle loves all Love, of that. Uh, yeah. Every part of that. <laughs> like, that just speaks to Michelle. Exactly. By the way, wine, exquisite wine paired with every single course of this. Uh, I believe it was some sort of French champagne with this. I didn't list the actual uh, wines and champagnes and everything else that they use or these, but everyone was paired with some sort of wonderful, wonderful uh, beverage as well. Uh, The next course was when spring calls, which had angolati of Iberico ham, which is some of the most high-end ham you will find anywhere, and a toki cheese, English pea coulee, uh, leeks and toasted hazelnuts. Yeah. Oh my really gosh, delicious. that's delicious. Uh, the next, the next course was summer. Uh, excuse me, super bloom, which was uh, zucchini blossom, pheasant confit, spring onion, and zucchini blossom glace. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was followed by what is called the the, men, the uh, description was just circle, um, and what it was, and they said I told you it was comfort food. It was a grilled buffalo meatloaf with rhubarb chimichurri fava bean and mint parmesan foam now you know you think of meatloaf you're like okay (laughs) meatloaf if you were to see the picture of this dish if you went to disney food blog and saw the picture of this dish it is about the most elegant meatloaf you will ever (laughs) see in your life and it looked delicious uh the next course was called opening new doors which was a5 japanese wagyu beef uh green garlic coulis roasted beet and perigord sauce Again, elegant, beautiful, lovely dish. Uh, Finally, the dessert course. There's actually kind of a two-tier dessert course thing here. Uh, The dessert was called Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, Mm. Uh, which was uh, Valrona chocolate mousse sphere. I can say that. Sphere. Sphere. uh, With passion fruit curd, strawberry essence, and lemongrass. Uh, It was also served with a tier of 
a tiered tray of chocolates, cookies, and caramels. And of Ooh. course, more uh, beverages to go along with that. Yeah. And when you leave at the end of the night, you go out after you go out and watch Phantasmic and sit out there. Right. You come back and at your seat is a gift bag for you, uh, including a very exclusive 21 Royal pin, which you only get if you actually wow. been there so yes. that is how exclusive that is extremely right. it's beautiful and it's like it's like in one of the uh, a jewelry box wow. and everything it's amazing but uh incredible incredible uh interesting dining experience that is the utmost and again right we will do 250 a piece <laughs> if anybody other wants to cover our one thousand dollars a piece along with the other uh what would it be uh Twelve hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. We're in. So just <laughs> let us know. Hit us up on our email. We'll, we're in. Uh, it's twelve thousand five hundred. Yeah, you had all the numbers. Twelve thousand. You were missing a zero. Mm. Twelve thousand five hundred. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to correct you. Parents, <laughs> parents without children. Uh, finally, I just want to talk about one thing over at the Walt Disney World Resort, which is uh, called Delicious Disney, a chef series that they do regularly. And actually, they have a couple scheduled still for this year. I mm -hmm. don't know if those are going to eventually be canceled or if they'll keep on. I mean, the dining experiences are still kind of going on, right. some of them at Disney. So they may keep with these. But these I found very interesting. Uh, they aren't cheap. They are, I believe, 300 and. $49 per person plus tax and gratuity. Right. Again, that's not added into it. So, uh, But these are really interesting dining experiences that you may want to try if you want to splurge on a dinner mm. uh, sometime because they're... Um, they're very, they, they have a lot of interesting themes to them. Um, so it's a theme culinary event that takes place at uh, Markham's, which is a restaurant in the private clubhouse of Golden Oak at Walt Disney World mm -hmm. Resort. Uh, in Golden Oak, I know a lot of our, gold, our listeners are from Golden Oak, right? <laughs> uh, each dining event is themed around one of the legendary Disney story tales and features delectable menus created just for the uniquely themed event. So what they have still coming up this year is the Villain Celebration, which takes place on September 21st, 2000. 20. Uh huh. And that's going to be uh, featuring, they use uh, chefs from the Walt Disney World Resort. Nice. Uh, uh, Executive chef Scott Hunnell from uh, Disney's Grand Floridian oh, wow. Resort yeah. and Spa Culinary mm -hmm. Team is heading that one up. Uh, later in November 16th, 2020, they're doing a Walt Disney World Resort celebration featuring chef de cuisine Daniel Cecilia and from uh, Disney's Contemporary Result Culinary Team. So, uh, but they've also done some other interesting things in the past. They've done experiences based on Ratatouille, Aladdin, wow. The Lion King, the music of the Sherman Brothers, uh, the Epcot festivals, etc. They do all sorts of these uh, throughout the year. It's a multi-course meal, and uh, they're designed just the, at the whim Very of the cool. chef. Right. So really cool. Again, $349 per person plus tax and gratuity, but um, really cool and something that really kind of interests me. I mean, it's expensive. Right. I don't know if you know, we could afford that, but at some point, maybe it be, might be worth a splurge. And right. I, we've done a very expensive dinners sure. from time to time. And some of these, if one of these uh, interesting themes calls out to you i'm sure it's just a, an amazingly wonderful right. evening right absolutely no it sounds wonderful all of those those dining experiences sound amazing yeah. for yeah. sure now i i'm gonna have to rethink my you know like birthday and mother day <laughs> menu topic requests that's right <laughs> there we go 
So uh, just some interesting stuff there. You know, they also have, you know, like some of the food and wine festival, there's winemakers dinners right. and stuff like that, which sure. are high end that are also wonderful. But I just wanted to get through a few of those. And we'll go through more of these restaurants, Victoria and Albert's, uh, Remy aboard Disney Cruise right. Line, Citrico's, uh, Napa Rose, Steakhouse 33, some of these other high end restaurants when we get more into luxurious dining on a future episode. Sounds good. So, oh, sounds yummy. All of those yeah. uh, experiences sound like out of this world. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Something yeah. to try at some point. Dream, dream, dream. If anybody wants to invite us, we're, we're happy to come. So that's awesome. a look at Disney Dining. Let's get to some luxury experiences from Michelle. Right. So, um, and, and really just a few. Again, this could go on and on. And, you know, I know that also if you're going through, like if you're having a wedding and you're going through um, Disney for that, there's a lot of other side experiences, um, whether you're, you know, doing a wedding or, or just want a, a private party. You can do a lot. You can do pretty much anything you want if you have the money for it. Um, but the things that are, you know, more achievable maybe for people to to get into that are, are more luxurious is... Um, club level rooms, for example, at some of the deluxe resorts, you know, and um, so they having a club level resort gives you advanced uh, availability to some planners to help you plan your vacation. Um, They have a personalized front desk and concierge when you arrive. So when you're checking in, you're kind of whisked away to the club level for that check in. And they can help you throughout your stay if you have changes of plans or additional ideas, um, then they can help coordinate that for you. Um, and they provide, uh, they make sure you have daily housekeeping, even in some of the places like the villas that might not have uh, daily housekeeping uh, but they have turn down service as well. Um, and then, so you do have access to that room every day through your, your key. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done similar, well, we've done club level here at um, Paradise Pier. Yes, at the Disneyland, Disneyland Resort. Disneyland yeah. Resort. And we've done similar in the concierge on Disney Cruise Correct. Line. And so, you know, when researching what the experience is, it's very similar to those experiences. So as I mentioned, when you check in, you're whisked away to, you know, that private room for helping you get all situated and checked into your room and your resort. And, um, you know, during the daytime, they, they have like a breakfast, they, they have like some breakfast fare there that you can, you know, some, some are grab and go, some are, you know, more heated. And I'm sure right now, things are very different. Right, so I'm of just course. talking more what the typical club level would provide. And then throughout the day, they have different types of food that they might bring out like snack type foods uh, maybe light lunch fare and then in the evening they have hors d'oeuvres and cocktails and you know they really do try to also feature some of the cuisines from other resorts which Mm -hmm. is kind of nice if you're staying at one resort and you get to try some of the you know uh, food and experiences that you might get introduced to for that takes place at another resort. So right. it's kind of a nice That's in nice. that regards. And a lot of times, especially like, well, I mean, throughout the day, but uh, especially it's nice during the, uh, you know, happy hour time mm-hmm. when they have the snacks and, you know, some cocktails out, right. wine, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, they have usually have a, like a television with cartoons playing right. so the kids can go and sit and enjoy that. So the adults can have a little time and the kids can have, you know, enjoy it as right. well with their snacks too. Right. Uh, but it, so it doesn't, you know, you know, you can actually kind of relax from the day if you've had a busy day at the parks or whatever the case may be. Right. Exactly. 
exactly. You know, and some of the club levels have really great views for fireworks or other evening entertainment like that that takes place. Um, so there, you know, I know that there's a lot of question of whether it's worth it or not, and that's really very personal mm -hmm. to say whether something is worth it or, or not. But it again, it it just takes uh, you know, one your room is going to be at a nicer location and nicer, you know, usually a higher level, um, but access to this, you know, more private, cl intimate club area is also a nice feature, luxurious feature. Right. As having done club level um, and doing, done concierge on Disney Cruise Line, if you break it down just by dollars and cents, looking for value, see if mm -hmm. it's worth it. It is not. No if you just break it down like that. But then if you add in, you know, emotional experiences, uh, right. some things the way you feel like I, you know, I, we've not done concierge as much recently um, just because of the, you know, we've decided it, it, it isn't worth it right. financially right. for us. Um, but there's, and most of it I don't miss, but the one thing I miss <laughs> is when you first, one, you're one of the first ones to board aboard Disney Cruise right. Line to do concierge. You are one of the first ones to get on board. And then, like you said, you are whisked away right. to uh, what, what used to be to the Cadillac Lounge, at least when uh, the Disney Wonder and right. the Disney Magic. Uh, now that they have their own... Uh, concierge, concierge lounge, club, lounge yeah. yeah you're whisked away to there and you get cocktails immediately and snacks and then the concierge comes and meets with you and talks about right. your plans for your entire trip asks if there's anything you need there's usually a representative from like some of the fine dining like Palo or Remy there right. that will if you want to get some extra reservations they'll help you with that right. and talk to you about maybe if you don't know if you want to do Remy or not which happened to us right it's like and they they talk to us about it and we were sold on it and we yes. did it. Um, it's, it's really that day, that first time you board and you just get this first class experience. Right. That is, that, that, that is the one thing that I miss not doing concierge. The rest of it, I love the lounge. I love the coffee machine. Right. Um, I love the snacks all day. I love the happy hours at night, right. you know, but uh, when you break it down that financially, it's just not quite worth it. Doesn't mean we won't do it again. Right. It just, it, we don't do it like we did for a short period of time where we were doing it. Um, but it, it, again, if you break it down dollars and cents, not worth it. But when you throw some of the, uh, the way you feel, right. the way they make you feel, some of the joy you receive, some of this feeling like you're just part of the upper crust, a right. little bit of that <laughs> Downton Abbey getting served by people thing you right. know, going on. Uh, sometimes it feels worth it. Definitely. Or, you know, sometimes there's an experience you really wanted to try to to get arranged for that you couldn't get it arranged prior mm -hmm. to your travel. Um Maybe they can, maybe they can't, but you have a better chance right. that they can get something ar arranged, um, you know, and we've had that, that happen to us on multiple times. So um, it is a, a nice luxurious experience. And like you said, it's dollars and cents. You're not going to have a way to really make it of value. But from, like you said, it's more the personal uh, experience that you have and the fun that you have. And it, it does take a load off of you sometimes. And, you know, um, sometimes when we're traveling with, with our son, you know, that we do need sometimes that, that area that maybe, you know, where we can get somebody to help us with getting something arranged that might've been un unattainable. Yeah. So. so it's again, it's up to you. You know, it's what's what is of value to you. Um, I love concierge, but again, I, I'm not willing to pay for it every single time. But again, we 
could possibly do it again at some point <laughs> in the future. So. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. So um, Disney has what they call signature services, um, and that's available to anybody staying in a club level or a suite. Uh, if you're arranging a private VIP tour uh, or, you know, um, through group sales, they also provide this service that you can contact them. And they really help, again, similar to what we talk about with the um, club level, they can help you plan your trip and coordinate a lot more with traveling uh, and getting things just the way you want when you're coming to, to experience uh, Walt Disney World. Um, they can also help when it's available right now, it's not, but in room celebrations mm -hmm. and gifts, they can help sell, you know, coordinate that, um, obviously dining reservations or, you know, again, it's not going on right now, but specialty cakes and things like that. So little extras mm -hmm. that you might be able to coordinate for your room that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, right. you know, get. So, you know, those are definitely some nice features that Disney signature services. It's like having guest services, like rather than having to go to mm -hmm. guest services and wait in line and connect with somebody it's right. like it, it, they're just right there at your beck and call right almost, right right and you, and you, you know. can you can access them before your trip which right. is really nice mm -hmm. to help coordinate that you know and some of the other things that they can help coordinate through is um you know as we mentioned the the vip tour which is really a customized tour that you can take and and it is luxurious you know from what i understand um <laughs> having never done it right but it's not something you have to be staying at one of their nicer resorts no. you, anybody can can certainly coordinate that. And if you do book that, then obviously you have all of Disney signature services mm -hmm. at your, at your service as well. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, and then other things like arranging for cabanas. Again, you could do that on your own if you wanted to stay at, a, you know, rent a cabana for the day at one of the resort pools that has those, but they can help coordinate mm -hmm. through that as well. So, you know, again, they can really help, you know, um, coordinate things that yes you could possibly do but here makes it easier right. just content one contact absolutely so very good you know but the other thing i wanted to break down when you know we're talking about luxury resorts and we talked about the highest end uh rooms that are most unique rooms that they have available um but there's it's also and we talked a little bit about it like you said if we if you're combining families to cover the cost of these three bedrooms or two bedroom bungalows and things like that but um you know a one bedroom you may want to feel you may feel like hey a one bedroom suite is doable mm -hmm. you know uh, and again uh i've known people and you know who have disney vacation club and they pool points to do one bedrooms mm -hmm. and things like that you know but just that that is a, a lot you're staying at a luxury or what they call deluxe resort mm -hmm. um you know and you're having all the perks of that and all the comfort and convenience so one bedroom does have a full kitchen with dishwasher and all the dishes and wine glasses and you know dinnerware etc um and it, it does have the washer and dryer so you know everything that we talked about in terms of having some conveniences and features are available in the one bedroom mm -hmm. because they they again they also have the sitting room and uh, dining room table etc so you could have that luxury experience if you're you know wanting to look for something that's more attainable such as a one bedroom right you know and so um you know there's ways two different ways that I saw that you could do this. Obviously you can go straight through Walt Disney world reservations or, you know, or, or obviously your travel agent and, 
pay for those rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if you're a Disney Vacation Club, use your points. But you can also, um, we've talked about this slightly in the past, is, you know, rent points from somebody who is a Vacation Club owner. And so I just did a, a sample comparison uh, of picking a week ne- in January, for example, or not a, actually a whole week, just several days. Like, so January 24th through 28th. So it's like a Sunday through Thursday. So some of it would be a little less expensive period. Right. Friday and Saturday, as you would expect, it usually tend to be a little higher. Exactly. So at the Animal Kingdom, Kidani, getting a Savannah view. Uh, right now, if you went to Walt Disney World, it would be $748 a night. That's without any... Uh, some of the annual pass discounts or any of that, right? That's just right now the the current going rate there. Um, If you were to rent Disney Vacation Club, and right now what I'm seeing is the rental fee is about $20. So averaging 19 to 21 going through a third party, you might get it cheaper going directly with somebody Mm -hmm. um, individually, but that's kind of like a ballpark figure there. Um, So if you were to rent Disney Vacation Club points for that, it would um, save you $128 a night. Mm -hmm. Now, again, as you mentioned, that's comparing with no AP discounts or any other uh, seasonal discounts that might be going on. And January, you would tend to see either a seasonal or a vacation um, or an annual pass discount. Still not cheap, but, uh, you know, if if you want to splurge, it's a way to splurge. Right. And again... You know, you, a little money. yeah, you could fit, you know, several people into that, to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, you know, maybe small families. <laughs> right. Um, and then same time period for the Riviera, one bedroom, standard view. Uh, right now, that is on the Walt Disney uh, World website at $810 a night. If you were to rent Vacation Club points, saying $20 a point. Uh, that would come to $665 a night. So you're saving $145 a night doing it that approach. So, um, and there's pros and cons, obviously, to which way you want to go. Uh, there's the saving money is definitely with a, a pro account, uh, you know, approach to it going through rental points, but you are going through an outside third party, mm-hmm. or you may be directly with an individual, but your ability to control some things well, you're not in much control at it at all because right. they have to pretty much handle booking everything and making sure that sure. things go through. You're, sure. You know, you don't get a lot of that stuff. Right. So, um, you know, there's that. And this is not taking into consideration if you use a travel agent and you might get some perks through a travel agent. You know, it's it's trying to compare apples to apples right now. But obviously that savings would um, seem to diminish once you add in other discounts that Walt Disney World might throw right. in. And obviously this is that's still way too high for most people. And you know, they're still right. not gonna be able to afford to pay that. But if you ever do feel like oh this is a special vacation, maybe it's a you know special wedding anniversary right. or you know special celebration for somebody else or whatever, and you feel like, you know, hey, we can splurge once, you know, right. something you also have to throw into the equation that yes, there is a full kitchen there. So you may be able to save a little bit on the food right. uh, by you know having some meals there dinner there, a a breakfast there, or whatever the case may be, you may be able to save a little bit of money that way that you would normally spend if you were in a regular hotel room and having to dine basically three meals at the parks or the resorts or whatever every single day. So you have to actually add all that into the equation. Definitely. So 
Anyways, I wanted to know then, you know, like what your thoughts are. And I know we had some people who also got involved in what they thought would be a luxury uh, experience going to Disney parks. Sure. So um, my thoughts are always like, uh, I... It just depends on the vacation that we're going on. Sometimes it's fine staying in a basic bare bones room right. or whatever the case may be. Um, but there's other times when I know we're going to be relaxing more, maybe spending some more mm-hmm. time in the room, especially with our son who can only go for so long in the right. parks before he starts to wear down and, you know, meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we may spend <laughs> a little more. Or you meltdown, me well, meltdown. Yeah, everybody has a meltdown <laughs> at some point, right? Um, so uh, we may spend a little more time in the room. So we may want a little right. nicer room mm-hmm. or a little more space where we can, you know, he can go do his thing in right. the bedroom and we can do our thing in the living room. Right. So yeah. we'll do a one bedroom. Have different TVs going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it all, you know, it's just what you weigh into what your vacation mm-hmm. you want is. And then you have to weigh the financial factor in right. that and what is best for you. So, you know, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. It's just, you know, weigh it out. It doesn't necessarily... Not everything is right for every single vacation. Right. It just kind of depends on what you're thinking. Again, if you're going roped fireworks probably at the park, you probably can go with a more bare bones room because sure. you're not spending a lot of time in right. the room. However, if you're you know thinking more of a luxurious vacation, you want to spend a little more time on the resort, right. a little more time in the room, then you may want to splurge a little more on it. So it's completely up to you. Right. So, uh, here's some of, some of our listeners. Basically, I put out there, look, if money wasn't a problem, if it was not an issue, uh, what would your dream mm-hmm. Disney vacation vacation consist of what would you do you know so uh, we were hit up immediately this was from somebody who subscribes to the newsletter scott minneapolis who's chimed in many times with us he hit me up uh, with an email pretty quickly after we put this out he said hello tom and michelle who hasn't been daydreaming of their next disney adventure if money was no object i'd go all out insert peter pan sound effects okay everybody here we go I love it. He says, I'd grab my wife and daughter and start with a couple of days at the OG Disneyland and California Adventure, nice. staying at the Grand Californian. Yes. yes. From there, we'd fly to Tokyo Disney and spend a few uh, experiencing Japan, then to Shanghai oh, Disney wow. nice. and Disney Hong Kong to see what the Chinese have to offer. Then off to Paris for a week and, of course, visiting Disneyland Paris. We pop over to jolly old England, spend some time in wow. London before taking the train to Dover and taking a transatlantic Disney cruise, ending up in Castaway Key. Well, I don't think you'd end up in Castaway Key, but you could stop there before you finish. (laughs) And then he said we'd have to finish up the week at the Grand Floridian at Walt Disney World. Problem is, after a trip like that, every other trip would pale in comparison, (laughs) but it's just a dream, right? I agree. Uh, That's a magnificent uh, around-the-world Disney trip. I'd probably... take you a good month and a half, two months to knock that all out. But, right. Um, that would be fantastic. Gosh. So thank you, Scott, Minneapolis. Really Love appreciate that. that. Yeah. Uh, Adam hit us up on Twitter. You can find him. He's from the Mouse and More podcast. You can find him at the Mouse and More. He said Club 33, 21 Royal, nice. Fireworks Cruise with Catered Dinner, Napa Rose Chef's Table, and dining with an Imagineer, which is actually something, well, we've done lunch with an Imagineer, right. not dinner with an Imagineer. We've done lunch with an right. Imagineer, but that is a wonderful experience. Yes. It's a splurge, but recommended if you have the money to, to go out because at least, I mean, 
Again, your results may vary. I've heard that depending on how interesting the Imagineer is, because they're not the same Imagineer every time, that right. it could, your, your experience could be a little different. We, got, we were lucky. We had a great one. Yes. He, was, he was excellent. So, uh, Nate and Serena hit us up again. They are the DVC Duo. You can find them on Twitter at DVC Duo, and want to check out their amazing blog right. at DVCDuo.com. They said, oh, wow, where do we start? Chef's Table at Victoria and Albert's, uh, a bungalow at the Polynesian Resort spa mm-hmm. uh fireworks from grand one yachts is yes. something we didn't bring up uh, a private vip tour and oh yeah uh, buy a house at golden oak <laughs> one can dream right <laughs> yes for sure i love when we joined vacation club they sent us a, a pamphlet for golden oak right like, you must be interested in golden oak i'm like oh what's the golden oak looking in the price of these houses <laughs> where they started i'm like no we are not in that market right now but thank you very much appreciate that uh, Katie Lorraine hit us up on Twitter. You can find her at KT underscore Lorraine 78. Uh, she said, stay at Bay Lake Tower and dinner nice. with an Imagineer. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Young Adventures hit us up. You can find them on Twitter at Young underscore Family YT and also find them on YouTube. They do right. a great YouTube yes. channel. Uh, one thing would be a super long stay. We usually stay for two nights and try to fit in as much as we can, trying to balance between park and resort activities. It would be awesome to stay for like 14 days and do everything we could ever want to do, LOL. Yes. yes that's <laughs> long stays are the best. Because right? <laughs> you get that <laughs> yes. nice balance of park time, resort time, really getting to explore when you're at Walt Disney World. Right. Long stays are awesome. Uh, Jessica Lee Wilson hit us up on Twitter. You can find her at J Lee Z. Uh, she said dinner at Victorian Alberts. Also, if money were no issued, I'd have a Disney wedding and be able to bring all our family and friends along. Our wedding budget in our hometown is the same as we'd spend at Disney for a wedding, the same uh, size, but not all our family and friends could afford to travel. Oh, sure. So I right. totally get that. Yes. So uh, thank you, Jessica. Good idea, though. Pat and Charles from the <laughs> Conversations <laughs> podcast hit us up. Yes, uh, you can find them at Suations. Uh, do Disney dream experiences count? Because if they do, we'd gather a group of our best friends. I hope we're among that group, yeah. uh, Pat yeah. and Charles, <laughs> and do an all-expensive paid exclusive tour through Galaxy's Edge. Lightsabers for all, rides and Ronto wraps for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and to go. I know right. you mentioned, like, maybe you might want to do a little variety on that. Love Ronto wrap, but right. for the 12th Ronto wrap, you know, yeah. something different. Uh, finally, we are hit up uh, by Keenan uh, and Rachel from Part of Our World Podcast. You can find them at P-O-O-W Podcast. Right. And uh, they said, this isn't a thing yet. I think this is obviously from Keenan. This isn't a thing yet, but when it is, I won't have enough money for it. Galactic Star yes. Cruiser, yes, that, that is the that, that is the one thing that we were are definitely going to dream right. about and uh, somehow save up enough money to do <laughs> Galactic Star Cruiser. Assuming, I, I think they're still going through with it. Assuming it's still going through. Right. So, uh, thanks everybody for chiming yes. in. I uh, really appreciate that. If you have any more uh, Disney dream luxury experiences mm-hmm. that you'd like to uh, have as part of your next vacation or a dream vacation or whatever case would be feel free to hit us up uh, through social media or through our email and we'll bring it up on a uh, another episode coming up in the future right right as i mentioned there's just so much luxury that you can arrange for um that goes beyond the resorts uh that we could 
do multiple oh, episodes. We didn't even but, touch on oh, I all know. the luxury experiences that we could have right, wanted. Right. We'll like get some of the ones of these, that, yeah. that were brought up, you know, like the yacht and, yeah. you know, like I touch on with the cabanas and things. What's really great is there are a lot of luxury things that you can do as a day guest or whatever. So I think that's a, another whole episode that, yeah, that for we sure. can Yeah, uh, we just, we, after just doing this, we, we built up like four or five more episodes. I know. It's know, like there's a lot talk. of yeah. stuff. Lots of stuff. So yeah. and thanks again for everybody for chiming in. And that is a look exploring Disney luxury. It's good to dream, isn't it? Yes. Boy, I would love to do so many of the experiences. Some we've been blessed to be right, able to do a say. few of them, mm-hmm. but there are so many that we'll never get a chance to do, but I would love to do them at some point. Right. And again, I know people bring up the fact like, oh, you know, is it really worth it financially? I, I think we I think even somebody chime in on Twitter saying, uh, you know, I, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. None of them seemed really worth it. I'm like, okay, well, fine. But it's, again, if you look at it dollars and cents wise, a lot of these experiences aren't necessarily worth it. But right. just the luxury, just the feeling you have when you're doing it. Inconvenience yeah, and it, it sometimes comfort. will feel more worth it than really it is if you right. were to break it down on on the bottom line. Right, exactly. So let's get to our Disney stories of the week. Not a lot this week, but I do have a couple of stories for you this week, all involving Disney Plus. So let's get right to it. There's a new series exploring the wildlife at Disney that can be found at Disney parks that's coming to Disney Plus. Mm. This from people.com of all places <laughs> where I found this. On Wednesday, Disney Plus announced a new original docuseries from National Geographic that will give subscribers and Inside look at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, and the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot. Wow. Yeah. The eight-episode docuseries, uh, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, although they're obviously looking at Epcot too, um, will be narrated by Josh Gad, one of our favorites for sure. Uh, and we'll introduce viewers to some of the more than 300 species and 5,000 plus enchanting animals that are part of the Disney parks. And we'll also cover the Herculean tasks animal care experts undertake to keep the parks running and the animals healthy. So that sounds that fun. That is cool. You know? Yeah, I love it, that behind the scenes. Right. I mean, some of you get to do some of the tours or whatever where you get a right. little glimpse into that, but this is really going to give you, uh, you know, a, a better look than sure. you possibly could from, you know, even one of those tours. So uh, Josh Gad had this to say in the statement, quote, magic of Disney's animal kingdom captures the spirit of those two world famous parks and its animals and ushers that feeling directly into viewing rooms. Each episode, we get to know these animals intimately and are immersed in the magic of Disney and it's been a joy giving a voice to this ultimate adventure, unquote. Very so, cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, this series will debut on uh, Disney Plus on Friday, September 25th. Again, magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, although they do look a little at Epcot as right. well. So really cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I love animals. Definitely. And I'm ex- I love Josh Gad. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to, to see this series. 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting and, and fun. I think there, obviously there's going to be a lot to learn from it, and that's going to be great too. And I'm glad you like animals. Yeah, I do like animals. <laughs> and parents without children. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, next story, there's another infamous special that is getting a remake for Disney Plus in sort of block form. Okay. Uh, this from Variety.com, one of the most infamous events in Star Wars history is getting resurrected on Disney Plus through the lens of Legos. Nice. Yes. Yay. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Woo-hoo. Yes. Will debut on the streaming service on November 17th. Yet after the events of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and the special uh, continues the partnership between Lucasfilm and Lego of making playful, tongue-in-cheek animated versions of Star Wars story using Lego figures and blocks. The 45-minute special will follow Rey as her further investigation of the Force launches her in BB-8 across the history of the Skywalker saga as Finn Poe, Rose and Chewbacca prepare for the Star Wars Holiday Life Day <laughs> on Chewie's whole planet of Kashyyyk. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It was so, you know, if you've ever tried, you can find it if you go to YouTube. I think it's, it has been up there in the past. Try to watch the, the Star Wars, the original <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special. It is horrendous. Painful. It is really <laughs> tough to watch. Um, but, it, you know, you, you, you can... Take it for the comedy of it right. if you want and just laugh at it. But it is really interesting. But this is kind of interesting. We love the Lego right. Star Wars stuff that they put out there. There's a lot of them already on Disney+. Yeah, Plus some of the animated things and the games. Yeah. Uh, just always funny. Uh, I'm yes. really excited for this. This sounds interesting. A rep for Lucasfilm tells Variety that a few, quote, Star Wars and, quote, actors will reprise their roles for the special. But it's still unclear whether... Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, or Kelly Marie Tran are returning. So they say that it wouldn't surprise me. Anthony Daniels does right. everything. So if there's anything with C-3PO, right. probably Anthony Daniels would be a part of yes. it. Yes, which is so awesome. Right. Um, but we'll see about some of the others if they're part of it. Uh, what is clear is that the Lego holiday special directly evokes the 1978 Star Wars holiday <laughs> special that aired on CBS <laughs> on the same date, November 17th. Oh, wow. Yep. That special starred all the original Star Wars actors, including Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, and Peter Mayhew. It introduced the concept of Life Day right. as a special holiday. Luke, Leah, Han, and Chewie celebrated after the events of Star Wars A New Hope. Yes. <laughs> it, it, try and search for it. If you haven't never seen it um, just go and check it out you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just 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 so you know how ter- how horrific it is uh it is amazing that that thing was ever made and it just you know it's kind of just been pushed up to the yeah right. oh, we don't remember that at all <laughs> whatever happened with that i saw somebody else post out there like if you think that's bad there was a donnie marie star wars special that <laughs> someone posted a picture of or maybe it was a little video i don't know i saw it on social media that that looked even worse oh my god i don't know but uh, fascinating stuff. But I'm glad that Lego's coming back. And this should be interesting yes, no matter what. definitely. So, and I'm sure, like I said, tongue-in-cheek, it'll be funny just the same. Yeah, so. most definitely. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. <laughs> However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, once they get rolling again, <laughs> hopefully sooner than later. And we always start with Michelle. One, because look at her. She's <laughs> awesome and wonderful, beautiful. <laughs> luxury in (laughs) essence right there but she also has the very best tip so let's get right to it here's michelle's tip of the week you're so sweet so kind 
So my tip, I tried to kind of go with our theme from today and talking about luxury resorts. And so I actually have two. Okay. So the the first one Tips is the yes. This the first one is just kind of comical information that I ran across. And you know, if you've ever stayed at one of the Disney uh, luxury or deluxe resorts, um, you might have had a, a wonderful sleep. And that might have been because you're on vacation at a really great you know place. But it might have been the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and you can actually own a Disney mattress. <laughs> Uh, it's, not a used one. Please tell me no, it's a new one. No, they're brand new. Um, I'm not going to advertise. Uh, if you uh, will include information on the um, the newsletter about this, or you can send us an email if you want to know uh, what brand. And but it, it's actually this brand has a Disney mattress. Oh. Well, feel free, this brand, to advertise <laughs> with us if you want. Right. We will sell you every week. And we will take a Disney bed by that So that moment, way so. you could have some of your own Disney at home, right? right. And so that's, that's just my one tip. But the other tip <laughs> is <laughs> also has to do with uh, staying at a resort. So whether it's you want to go back to the same resort and, you know, really would like to see if you can get the same room that you had um, or... You've heard of an area or in a resort that you'd like to try to stay at. You know, you you can certainly ask. You can put in a request. Uh, there's when you're booking online. There's some request p- features mm-hmm. that you can indicate things like um, different resorts have different ones that they offer, like whether it's close to an elevator on a higher floor or, you know, near things like that, um, near, I think pools is, might be one of them. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but, um, but if you really have something specific, let, let's, as I mentioned, you want to ask for a spe- specific room, obviously they can't guarantee it, but you can call the resort, you know, generally speaking, um, about four or five days before your arrival, have your reservation number available when you're calling them and, you know, let them know what you're looking for. And if they can't provide you that same room, let them know what's important about Mm -hmm. it. Now, obviously, like if you're trying to say, hey, we stayed in this room on our honeymoon and it's our, you know, special anniversary. We want that room. I know they'll try, but they might not be able to get that, but they certainly will try. But if there's features that you're interested in, um, you know, for example, we talked about staying at Bay Lake mm-hmm. Tower and liking the lake view. Um, we tend to go on the side that faces uh, the monorail station mm-hmm. and that way we're seeing the monorail coming towards mm-hmm. us um, whereas you could get a lake view on the other side and and it might be a little bit more secluded looking so it letting them know what you're interested in you know in addition to the room request so that if they can't provide you that exact same room they could accommodate maybe something that is similar or meets you know, the feature that you're looking for, you know, and obviously share with them, you know, if it is your anniversary and you did have your honeymoon there, let them know that. Or if it's a special birthday or it's your first time ever staying on property Mm -hmm. and somebody told you this area would be great, let them know that so that they can at least um, indicate that on your reservation. And as they're um, playing Sudoku with trying to put people (laughs) in rooms, they can have that additional information. Yeah, uh, we've done it many times. Yes. Uh, yes, we've done it at Bay Lake Tower, and we have at times gotten the exact same right. room we requested, uh, one that we love, uh, the space that we love. Right. 
Um, also, we've done it at the cabins at Fort mm-hmm. Wilderness um, because uh, there's depending on where your cabin is, you can be closer to the road or you can be kind of more away from it. Now, if you want to get a quick walk, because you know one thing. While the the cabins are great, uh, there are, you know, you have to catch a bus to catch another bus or catch a bus to catch a boat. So there are some transportations and if you don't, issues. So if you don't want to walk as far, maybe, you know, you have little ones that don't want to walk as far, then maybe you want one closer to the bus stations or whatever the case may be. Um, But we kind of like to be a little more secluded as, you know, have more views of wilderness more views and a little quieter where the buses aren't coming by all the time you know so we will pick our own we have a particular spaces that we like so we've requested areas there and we've almost always maybe not getting the exact cabin we wanted but definitely the the area that we've wanted every single time and it helps if you can give them some like i said either a variety of what area that you want, like you're saying with the cabin, we've usually specified the loop and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of maybe three or four that we're, we like, um, or in a, in one of the resorts, again, what floor or what side to face and things like that. Again, um, and when you're talking to them, let them know, you totally understand they might not be able sure. to, to accommodate that request, but you know, they, they generally do their best to try to get something about your request to be fitting in for your vacation that's very true so yeah. don't be afraid to ask give them a call definitely michelle's tips always the best <laughs> tips uh let's get to my tip of the week i'm also going to base it on uh, what our topic was our main wow. topic for this week uh, and i'm going to talk about although we didn't really touch much on disney cruise line uh-huh. uh, i'm going to talk about if you ever have a disney cruise book the process, I've talked about this in the past, uh, the process for upgrading your cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to necessarily purchase concierge right. prior to it. You may be able to get lucky and get the concierge cabin, if that's what you want, for a bit lower right. price. Actually, a significantly lower price than what you would buy if you were to get it in advance. Now, I will say this right off the bat. if When you're booking your Disney Cruise Line room, make sure whatever you book is a room you'd be comfortable staying in because right. there's no guarantees that you can move to a different cabin right. within it. You, right. So make sure whatever cabin you're in, that will be good enough for you. Now, if you want to take a look when you get to the cruise port to see if there's something available and a different level, whether right. it be you know, just moving up a couple categories or whether you want to go all the way up to concierge or, right. you know, who knows, maybe even the Royal Suite right. if you're willing to pay for it. Um, you can always get there. When First one thing you do is when you arrive at the port, go and check in as you would normally, get your key card, right. get your picture taken, all that stuff, get ready to go. Then you head over to the supervisor's counter and there should be a sign there saying if there are no upgrades available, uh, they'll, it'll, there'll be right. a sign there saying there's no upgrades available because the ship is completely booked or whatever the case may be you can also ask when you check in and they may know and when you check in but they may not but you head over there um, there maybe a line there may not be uh, you go in and you check in with them and then you you say look you know I'm looking for cabins that are higher than whatever my level is and then they'll go down a chart and they'll look and see what's available and then they'll quote you an extra price on okay you're in such and such category if you want to go to a window, if you want to go up to a balcony, if you want to go up to concierge right. and the different levels of concierge, they'll tell you this is the price for it. And then you can decide if right. you want to pay that extra money to get into that level. 
Again, it will be significantly less than if you were to book it ahead of time, right. but there are no guarantees that you get it. Right. And you also do not get the benefit of the concierge, the shoreside concierge that you right. get of booking things early uh, before you ever get on the cruise. But uh, it may be a way that you can get from an inside to a window or an inside to a balcony or a right. window to a balcony or whatever you want. You know, It's just a way to add a little more luxury at, yes, more money, but maybe not what you'd be paying if you were booking it ahead of time. Right. And we've had that. We've, um, well, we've, We've traveled with somebody who actually went from an interior up to concierge. Uh, funny thing, on our last one on our Panama Canal, we were right behind the person yeah. who took the very last concierge room. One one person ahead. <laughs> we could yeah. have gotten it. It's so it. funny. They were right next to us checking at the, at the supervisor's desk. We were looking to see. We weren't sure if we were going to upgrade to concierge, but we were looking to see what the price would be. Right. And the person that got there right in front of us took the very last concierge right. cab. And we were like, we were listening to it. Yeah, and she we were was like, thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, don't wave your off or whatever. And no, so we didn't end up. We stayed with the cabin we had because right. we were happy with the cabin we right. had. We just wanted to see right. if we could get concierge right. for a yeah. much lower price. And, and it would have been an amazing savings mm-hmm. from when booking concierge ahead of time. Right. You know. So. But so sometimes it does work. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter even if you've gotten your cabin at the lowest price that it was ever published at your, the upgrade is going to be cost is going to be the same as if somebody paid more for the same right. cabin that you're, you're booked into, exactly. you know, so your savings might be even greater. Right. So, I mean, it just, it all depends on, again, um, Make sure that, if, like say you book an inside cabin, make sure you're happy with an inside right. cabin because you, they're, they're, on all likelihood, you're probably going to be still in that mm-hmm. inside cabin. But there are options if you should want to look and see right. into going into a different cabin. So. And for right now, since Disney is um, being a little bit more lenient on its cancellation um, requirements and fees and obviously they don't want people getting on a ship that might that they might be ill um, you might have more opportunity because they, they may a- allow for more late cancellations right. of a cruise and then you might get an opportunity to upgrade we'll see it's still up in the air on when disney cruise is going to get to be able to actually sail again right I and mean, you know, keep pushing it back but hopefully it won't be too much longer before we can get back on board right and begin sailing with captain mickey right. and captain minnie once right. again and you could also ask about upgrading when you, on the hotel rooms which we've mm-hmm. done that before yeah. where we've you know been on disney vacation club points and asked for the availability of a you know higher level room mm-hmm. or whatever and you know sometimes yeah, going from a regular to a club level or whatever right, the case may right. be. Yeah. different things you know you can ask ask yeah. when you're checking in um and they'll, they'll try to, to help you out right don't expect that you're going right. to get it for free i mean sometimes that happens sometimes you get a little pixie dust and they bump you up to something right for free but don't expect it right so don't be upset if they quote you yeah we can move you up to a su- uh, you know one bedroom suite but it's going to cost this much right. more right. money that's probably what likely is going to happen. But you never know. It's worth asking, finding sure. out what the amount is. Maybe you get bumped up. You know, maybe you get the pixie dust. You get bumped up for free. Or maybe it's within your price range that you feel it's worth going Right, exactly. So. so that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're counting down the days until Phineas and Ferb, Yay! the movie, Candace Against the Universe, comes to Disney Plus on August 28th. And to celebrate that, we're going to kind of take a look into the original series and talk all about why we love that show so much. Right. And, you know, sadly, we did not 
learn to appreciate that show when it was actually a current thing. We've watched it now, you know, as well now on Disney Plus, but, you know, after the show had already ended. And um, I have to say, I I was judging a book by its cover. The look of it did not appeal to me. It looked really weird. And I thought, where is Disney going with this? (laughs) You know, but I don't know. We watched it one time with the Star Wars um, episode and just realized it was really funny, smart humor. Um, It obviously appeals to kids and it's just great. So um, don't judge our episode by its cover (laughs) for next week. Give it a chance. And um, if you haven't ever watched Finish a Ferb, um, you know, give it a chance and let us kind of walk you through it. Yeah, we're going to talk about how, you know, look, there's... There's a lot of things for the entire family age groups if you watch this show, including adults. We can, as adults, watch this show and laugh at it because there's a lot of things that are highly actually intellectual within this that you have to think about and that kids will never get, but the adults will totally get every time they see it. It's really interesting. Um, If you've you've watched Phineas and Ferb, love Phineas and Ferb, hopefully, you know, our exploration of it will kind of, you know, bring it all back, all the memories, all the good times and get you prepared for Candace against the universe. Never seen it. uh, We're trying to tell you why you might enjoy it. You might want to give it a chance, give it a few episodes. I wouldn't suggest just watching one episode and saying, okay, that's good enough. Watching a few episodes, just like any series, watching a few episodes and finding out that, Hey, this is pretty good. And we're going to talk all about that next week. So uh, as for this week, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. Yes. You get a lot of extras. Right. Please sign up for the newsletter. We only send it out once a week. We don't like just flood your e- inbox with a bunch of stuff. You know, it just we send out a, a newsletter. Usually it's on Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, but most often it's on Tuesday, mid-morning, afternoon, depending on where you are are and it just kind of tells you what's going on with Hyperion Adventures as far as episodes other stuff we have going on uh, we connect with a little Disney Dishes blog in there as well and we will have the next category for the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame there you will be the first to receive that uh, you can also follow us on social media we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook Instagram Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast we are on YouTube this episode should be coming up on YouTube <laughs> just so you can see Michelle's PowerPoint presentation you should check that out uh, if you want to find us, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And uh, when you, once we come up, just hit subscribe. And every time we have a new video coming up, you will be the first to know, including whenever I do my piratey dance and <laughs> lip sync thing. You'll get to check that out. And if you ever want to connect with us in other ways, you can always email us at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Right. We love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback, uh, sharing some of your ideas with our topics. And uh, we really do appreciate connecting with you. And we also love it when you tell a friend about our podcast. Yeah, please tell your friends about the show. If you have time, more time, uh, give us a rating. Even more time than that, give us a review. It helps in so many ways. That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.